0: Welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden, holistic psychologist, astrologer, and Reiki master. On today's show, I'll be talking about how to access the wisdom within you. We all have it. It's not something that just some people have and others don't, everybody has it. It's just a question of getting through the fear because so often people are afraid of spending time with themselves and seeing about what lies underneath, it's really important not to let that fear keep you from getting to know yourself because there's a divine essence there for you to connect with and use as your guide. So be adventurous and journey inside the experience of you. So join me. Here we go. Hello, hello. I am flying solo today. And I have decided that I want to talk about the wisdom within. And the wisdom is within all of us. And the first part of that is believing that it's there and knowing it's there. And then we can talk about having to how to find it, how to connect to it. Because what's happened is what happens is we get very disconnected to it. But what I want to say is. Also is that it's really about naked being naked and afraid you know the show naked and afraid i don't know if anyone's ever seen that show but in that show naked and afraid the people are literally naked and they're afraid because they're living in the woods and trying to survive well this is no need for that in the going within yourself you don't need to be afraid but you do need to be naked but not physically naked we're talking about Stripping everything else down to your core essence, to your spirit, to who you are on the inside. To you can think about it as a lot of diff, in a lot of different ways, however resonates with you. Whether that's the divine within you, your innate intelligence, your connection to your higher consciousness, whatever words, and thoughts, images, feelings help you to connect to knowing that there's this inner part of you that knows what you need for your highest good, and it's always wanting that for you, and it's always there. And so today I want to spend a little time talking about that because in life, so many of us are afraid of what's in there and we don't need to be afraid of what's in there what's in there is beautiful and it's authentic it's love it's wisdom it's so many so many beautiful things and it can be our guiding light if we if we let it and so for my purposes i'm just going to say divine essence which to me really has a very spiritual connection to it but that's how I'm going to talk about it in this podcast just so we have a common language to use. And so for me, and just back it up a little bit personally, I was not connected to my divine essence. I think I thought I was, and that's what I want to encourage everyone to think about is there's no right wrong. There's no need to criticize yourself. All this whole process is about is self-acceptance and self-honesty and really acknowledging where you are right now and really saying to yourself, like, where am I right now in my relationship to myself? Now, how often do you think about that? Right? People, humans, we're human beings, we're social creatures. We'll think all about our relationships to other people. I bet a lot of you are doing that right now. We may even be looking at social media or other things at the same time. But what I want to encourage you to do is yes, all those relationships, being a social creature is so important. Those relationships are important, but the most important relationship is your relationship to yourself. And oftentimes, it's the relationship that we spend the least amount of time focusing on. And people say, well, I don't focus on myself, doesn't that mean I'm selfish? And I'll say, no, it doesn't mean you're selfish. It means that you're self-focused in understanding yourself. And you've probably heard the saying, you can't give what you don't have. If you're completely disconnected from yourself and you haven't figured out how to fill yourself up with energy in a way that enables you to feel vibrant, that enables you to feel love, that enables you to experience a whole wide range of emotions. If you are not able to connect with that, you're not going to have as much to give out energetically, physically, emotionally on all levels. But the other thing we're talking about is the wisdom that's there because there's so much wisdom that you can connect to. And it all goes back to understanding that you are enough. You are enough right now as you are. And most people do not accept that premise. And why is that? It's because we're told so many times, you did this wrong. You got this question wrong on a test. You got this score on something at work. You got this review. This was wrong. This was wrong. Understand survival wise, we are wired to evolve and part of our evolution means knowing what doesn't work. You know, you don't want to run into a burning building. The people that make that choice unless you're a firefighter and know how to deal with that, but you if you run into a burning building and you don't have anything that's going to protect you and you're not skilled at it, you're not going to survive and you're not going to come back out of the building. The people that Avoid the danger. Are the ones that are going to survive, and they're the ones that are going to procreate, and they're the ones that are going to continue. So, understand there is sort of that negativity bias, and so we want to be aware of that. Yes, because evolution, we have chosen the people that survived have been the ones that have been a little more uh, cautious. We'll say a little more cautious because when you're cautious you don't get caught up in as many dangerous situations so there is a need to be discerning but knowing that we say okay so as human beings evolving that's one of the ways that we have a little bit of a bias so we want to say okay i know that about that that's that's part of wired hardwired into being human But we also then need to say, okay, so if that's the natural inclination, then I now need to make sure that I'm balancing that out by when I have that negative view of things, I look to see if that's actually accurate or if it's not and have a realistic view and say, really, maybe it isn't dangerous. Maybe I'm perceiving that incorrectly, or maybe this is a chance where I should take a risk because- It's not a dangerous situation, so I can make a different choice. And so it's about being curious. It's about being open to all the experiences that we have because they all have something to teach us. They all have value that we can learn from. The ones that are pleasant, the ones that are unpleasant, the ones that are comfortable, the ones that are uncomfortable. If we only choose the ones that we like (laughs) for whatever reason, we're not getting the full experience. It's like if you went to a restaurant, right? And there's this exquisite buffet, and you have chefs from all over the world, and they're putting out all different kinds of foods for you to try. And you're like, well, I like Italian food. So I'm just going to go over and try that chef that made the Italian food. Those few down here on this end of the buffet, I'm going to try those. And if you do that, you can do that, but you're missing out on the expansive options that are at that buffet that are there from all the other chefs that prepared food. And there may be things there that are exquisite that you'll miss out on. And it's about realizing that you may pick the Italian food just because it's comfortable. And that may be okay that day. Maybe that day you need something familiar. So once again, self-acceptance. But in this scenario, at this smorgasbord of food, I want you to say to yourself, I'm making a choice from a place of awareness don't just go to the Italian food mindlessly say to yourself, wow, I'm feeling like she's ravioli or I'm feeling like lasagna and say, is that what's going to serve my highest good right now to do that? Or should I try some of this? masaman curry over here or some teriyaki or something else. And Make a choice from a place of openness and awareness. And if you go back in at that point, you say, nope, I really feel like I need this over here, then that's okay. Don't criticize yourself for it. You don't want to go and say, well, geez, there's 10 famous chefs and I'm only trying the Italian food. No, that's not what we're talking about, about life. The wisdom comes from accepting yourself where you are in that moment. And then noticing if this is a pattern all the time that you only choose the things that you're comfortable with, then you might want to say to yourself, "Okay, I see you. <laughs> I see you. You like to do things that are comfortable." And say, "All right, what's that about?" And start saying, and and start trying to find some awareness about what that is. What? Why is that? And can you create some space to try some things that are new in a way that enables you to have some success? You know, maybe you get the ravioli on your plate, and then you walk over and you put some um, vegetable teriyaki next to it. Have them both, and and say, "Well, I got my ravioli. I felt like I needed that, but you know what? I'm going to give this teriyaki a little try too." And just be open and accepting of whatever you choose, but once again, mindful. So, the choice one needs to be mindful. Two, needs to come from a place of being open to the possibilities. And three, you want to have self-acceptance, whatever you choose. And notice it, not criticize it. Notice it, and then notice the emotions attached with it, with the choice. Once you've made the choice, how you feel about it, and those types of things. Because really what we're asking you to do at this point is to plug back into yourself, and to start to connect with your choices, which is the mental part of yourself, with your emotional body. That's the how you feel with the choices that you've made and even the embodiment part of it, how you feel when you're eating the food. Now you're sitting down and you're eating the food. So now what we want you to move to is the physical sensations, the embodiment part, being in the physical body and the sensations of the food and what it tastes like, what it smells like. Experience all of that as richly and fully as possible. And that also connects you to yourself. And so you start to see how a simple thing like eating can become a much bigger experience. when you let it be. And notice I said, let it be. Because there's a sense of needing to allow in this moment to really allow what comes up in this moment and in every moment, but in this example as well, to allow yourself to choose. Don't choose based on conditioned habits. Don't choose based on what the person standing next to you suggests. Don't choose based on external things. You really want to check in with yourself. And you know what? I'm going to use the I word intuition. You know what? If you look at that, that buffet and your eyes are drawn to a certain dish and you are like, what? Hey, Hey, maybe there's a reason you need to try that one. Let your intuition guide you. Everyone has intuition. It's something that can be developed and it gets developed the more that you plug into yourself and the more that you allow yourself to to play, to be curious, to be open. And you know, this is just one way. There are many, many ways to to reconnect. But as far as accessing the wisdom within, there are many, many ways to do it. This is one way. And I want you to understand that every moment of every day is an opportunity for you to connect back in to yourself. Because when you are present in that moment with your full presence, and when I say your full presence, I mean that you've brought all of yourself at least all of yourself that you can access in at this point in time to that experience, whatever it is. So if I'm doing a podcast right now, I want to be completely in this moment. I want to be present in what I'm saying, what I'm doing, not be distracted by thoughts or by other sensations, just be really here and letting the flow in this case, since I'm talking by myself, let the flow of what is needing to come, just trusting what comes out of my mouth because it's not scripted, just trusting what message I feel needs to be said and allowing that to happen, not second-guessing myself, not second-guessing the uh, experience, not second-guessing the information, allowing it to come in whatever way it chooses to show up right now because I've set the intention of showing up in this moment and allowing information to be imparted to people that hopefully will be for your highest good. And that's the process that I'm trusting in this moment. And so as far as accessing the wisdom within you, there are a lot of different ways to do it. And the example I gave you is one there is really, it's a process. I think that's the thing I want to get out the most is it's a process. It's not a one and done type of experience. There's a lot of tools that can help you to access that wisdom, but it's already there. You already are enough. You already have it all within you. It's about reconnecting to your own power, to your own spirit and trusting yourself, and trusting your intuition, trusting your emotional experiences, trusting your physical experiences, trusting all that you are and all the, all the information that you're getting when you're connecting to yourself. So other ways to do that. One other way to do it is journaling. Journaling can be a really powerful way to connect to your higher consciousness and to connect to what's really going on with you, what you really think, what you really feel, as long as you can do it without self-monitoring, without monitoring and needing to have it a certain way. And actually, I don't know if it's going to be the next podcast or a podcast coming up soon. We're going to go in depth on that one. So I'm not going to spend time on that because I actually have a book that just came out called Journey to the Wisdom Within, which I was blessed to write with four friends of mine. And we will talk all about that experience and how to use writing as a gateway um, on another podcast. But if you wanted to play around with it at this point in time, just start journaling. And it's not in the sense of, you know, dear diary, here's what I did today. It's really, I want you to start trying to be an observer of your life, meaning These are things that happened. This is how I felt about it. These are some awarenesses I noticed. And when you start to do that and not be judgmental of yourself, just write it without thinking about how it sounds or what somebody would think or even what you think about it. Just be honest and be open about what really happened and how it really felt for you. And please, please keep in mind when you're journaling, we write all experiences, not just the ugly ones or not just the ones that are joyous, all of it. Because in writing that, you'll start to see the patterns. You'll start to see your triggers. You'll start to see where you disconnect, where you cut off. You'll start to see patterns. So play around with that. And That's also a powerful tool because it helps you to process things and um, emotions and other things. Okay, so enough about that one. I don't want to go into that because we're going to have a whole podcast on that. Other ways to connect to the wisdom within. One of the best ways is meditation, because meditation can create an opportunity for you to create space. To see yourself. Now, what do I mean by that? See myself. Well, I can go look at myself in the mirror. No, we're not talking about seeing yourself that way. We're talking about seeing yourself when you're actually all alone with you in quiet. The type of meditation I'm talking about here is one where, because there's lots of different forms of meditation. They all have their timing in place. And I've done another episode on meditation. But the one I'm talking about here is where there's no hiding out. This is the meditation where you are sitting in stillness and in quiet. So when you're in meditation and you're in a seated meditation, or for some reason you need to lay down, that's fine as well. I do find seated is important in some cases because just it's a different, um, it's a difference for the way the breath works, et cetera, but the position isn't really the point. The the point here is that in meditation, you see what happens when you're alone with yourself. Do you start to distract yourself? Can you feel your body? Can you feel your body in that moment? Can you connect to your physical sensations? Or can you not access them? And please understand if you can't, that's okay. You can reconnect, you can start to purposefully choose to set an intention, to notice what's happening in your body. And these are all practices that take repetition and repetition and repetition. So when you start to sit in meditation, even if it's just for a few minutes, you want to make sure that you're connecting to yourself. And one of the best ways to do that is through breath and breathing deeply. I always suggest um using nostril breathing, breathing through your nose because that connects to your diaphragm, which is a way to get your parasympathetic nervous system on board so you can relax and reboot. If you breathe through your mouth, you may tend to do more chest breathing, which is a more superficial breath and can become sympathetic depending on how it's done. Anyway, so what you want to do with with the meditation, even if it's just for a few minutes, is do it daily set a practice and stick to it but be open to understanding what's happening during that time even if it's 5 minutes and and say to yourself okay i sat for 5 minutes today oh my gosh it was so hard to sit for 5 you know if you start with 2 wherever you start start somewhere but notice what's happening you breathe and what happens does your mind distract you where does your mind go and keep working on connecting into your physical body to your breath and it's a way to create space and reassure yourself that you're safe in that present moment you don't need to flee to go anywhere because a lot of times what happens is meditation it's like shining a spotlight on our truth and if we have if we're overpowered by fear and we're afraid if there's all these things that we're running from and that we're afraid to experience, guess what happens when we try and sit in in stillness and in quiet? We start to relax. And when we start to relax, our body says, Ooh, ooh, I'm going to get your attention. I'm going to start to bring up this issue that I've been wanting you to feel for a really long time. But every time it pops up, you run away. And so that'll happen. That sensation will come up. And as soon as you start to sense it. You may distract yourself by moving, by thinking, by an itch, by whatever, but it's about coming back and reassuring yourself that you're safe to investigate that. And I'm not talking about if you're sensing traumas and you're overwhelmed, then that may be something that you need to do in a therapeutic environment. Um, But we're talking about just trying to notice these patterns within yourself and create that safe space for yourself and say, you know what, I can breathe through this, And yeah, there is this sensation in my stomach and it's this tightness and, okay, I'm going to breathe and, okay, all right, I'm still here. I'm okay. And as you start to breathe and bring awareness to the stomach and and connect to that sensation, you may have an image that comes up, a memory came, came up, a lot of different things can come up, but if you breathe through it and bring your attention to it, what you'll find in most cases is that it will lessen. If it's painful, it will lessen and eventually it will dissipate. And what happens is it allows you to release it because now whatever was trying to get your attention has been acknowledged. And it can do one of two things at that point in time. It can, you can let go of it and release it. If it no longer serves you, your body will naturally do that, or your body will integrate it and use it in some way that helps you move forward. Either way. It doesn't need to get your attention anymore at this point in time. So I really believe that a meditation and or mindfulness practice, those are all super important into connecting into your own wisdom because it's one of the few ways to get yourself to be with with you, with your divine essence, and to really be real with yourself rather than living in the illusions that your mind creates or getting stuck in the chaos and busyness of the whole day. So I strongly, strongly suggest that and playing around with that and seeing what comes up for you. Because the longer you can be in meditation, the more time you're spending with you. And you start to see what things are challenging for you and what things you can work on and what things where the areas that you need to transform are. And so you can take that into your daily life and realize, you know what, whenever I start to feel butterflies in my stomach, I associate that with anxiety and I immediately make myself busy by distracting myself with thoughts or by going and doing something else. So now if you're in the kitchen and you're doing dishes and you start to feel little butterflies, maybe you'll actually feel them this time. And instead of getting busy and ignoring them, maybe you'll take a moment to check in and start to figure out what's going on. Oh, that conversation I had with my boss, that's actually bothering me. That's what that stomach, oh. And then you can kind of process that through. Because the wisdom comes from the messages in your body, but the wisdom comes from Connecting to yourself and and being open to all those experiences and starting to realize what your relationship with yourself is really like. And that's what I want you to think about. What is the wisdom within you? First, you have to access it, but you can only access it if you can create a safe, loving environment for yourself where you say to yourself, I love myself enough that It's safe to be with me, that I can accept all of myself, the beauty in my frailties, the beauty in my mistakes, the beauty in in all of my life, the highs, the lows, the, the joys, the sorrows, the grief. It's all part of being human and knowing that wisdom isn't something somebody else has. It's something you have. And that when you are open to your own experiences, you can develop your connection to it. You know, another brief thing I want to mention as far as another way to access that wisdom within is to start accepting yourself by really understanding who you are. One way to do that is to understand your energetic blueprint. There's a lot of ways to go about that. Looking at your astrology needle chart is a big one. Because when you understand the energy essence of who you are, who you came in as, what you're here to do, you can align with your divine essence and understand a lot more of who you are. Do you have a lot of fire in you? Are you meant to be strong and bold and powerful and a large bonfire? Or are you a more emotionally sensitive person that that needs more time on your own and creative pursuits, etc. And it's really just about allowing yourself to be who you are and understanding your strengths and your gifts. And once you start to get a sense of who you really are and connect back into that, there's so much wisdom to be found there because then you go, oh, this is why after I am around a lot of people or I go to a party, I feel like I need a day to just decompress. I really pick up on other people's energy. I really need time to process that. Or I need to start doing a a, a practice where I use sage and I, you know, smudge to get rid of energy and so it's really about that's where the wisdom piece comes from. The wisdom within is really saying, this is who I am. This is how I go about the world. And it's understanding it's different for each of us. There are certain things that work universally, but there are things that are more fine-tuned to you, and you'll only discover those by spending time with yourself. And that's the other thing. How much time do you spend with yourself? I mean, I'm talking about sitting in meditation, but you also need to spend time with yourself doing fun things, doing whatever lights you up. And if you can't spend time with yourself, that's a big red flag. Because then you're always looking for that external validation or something about the external to tell you who you are. You need to tell you who you are. And you need to make the choices to create How you want to be in this world, how you want to move forward. Or if you want to stay stuck, that's a choice too. I want to empower you to understand that you have everything you need within. Sometimes it's as simple as spending time getting to know yourself. Like I said, using things like astrology, there can be books that you can read that can help you. There are external things that can help you connect internally. But at the end of the day, it's all going to come back to you spending time internally. Sometimes this external information helps you figure out how to navigate internally. But the only person that can do the work for you is you. I can't do it for you. therapist can't do it for you. shaman can't do it for you. Nobody can do it for you, but you. But that being said, that doesn't mean there aren't times where external information is going to help you on your journey. So absolutely find people that help guide you. There are materials that can help guide you. There are lots of books out there that can help you to figure out what direction you want to go and how to replug into yourself, because that's what we're talking about is understanding that the best authority on your life is you. And I encourage everyone to take back your power, to love yourself enough, to accept yourself, to get to know yourself, to be yourself. Because when you're in alignment and you're really connected to your divine essence, the more time you stay connected and the stronger that connection is, the brighter you shine, the more vitality you have, the more energy you have. And you can make changes immediately that help you access that. And you're worth it. That's the bottom line. You're worth it. So start spending time creating practices that help you to connect to that wisdom within you. Because everybody has access to divine information in higher consciousness, in the form of higher consciousness. And when you're connected to it, you, first of all, you'll know it, but you'll see it in your life. Other people will see it in you. And it's a way of creating more love in your life, more joy, more acceptance, more compassion. Start where you are. Be honest about where you are. Be curious. Be compassionate and accepting of yourself and love yourself enough to make yourself a priority and trust, trust the wisdom within you. Sparks of wisdom, oh, 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 oh. Sparks of wisdom, oh, 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 oh. Whoa, whoa. So for the sparks of wisdom today, I just want to remind everybody that you are an incredible divine being. The divine lives within you. So you have access to everything you need right now, in this moment, and always. If you trust yourself enough to. Spend time connecting to you and being you, not anybody else, not who others might want you to be, not some false identity that feels comfortable at first when you put it on, but it's empty. Create a practice. Spend time with yourself. And the more you do that, the more space you'll have to see who you really are and transform any of the shadows or the negative energies that are getting in the way of who you want to be. I hope today's episode helps give you some ideas about how to pay attention to your relationship with yourself and start connecting to that wisdom, the higher consciousness, the divine essence within you. I hope it helps you understand that you have everything that you need and to start making choices and practices that will enable you to transform any shadows or negative energies that are creating blockages and obstacles for you. Thank you for listening, and until next time, be you, be love, and be present.